Hello and welcome to Scooby What's New, Queer and Delicious. My name is Louise and today we have a very special interview episode with Paranorthwest. Shayla and Cheyenne visited me and very graciously recorded a really fun episode um, with me with cool topics of conversation. Um, We call ourselves crazy a lot in this episode because we sound totally bizarre, Um, but we don't actually think we're that crazy. You'll have to tell us. This episode is fun because I get to sit down with people who are actively involved in the paranormal and to have experience investigating, and so it's fun to pick their brain, um, learn a little bit, and um, we might go ghost busting together, which is really cool and fun. So I'm glad that I met them. I'm glad that I've met the people I've met in Spokane who are into the paranormal and exploring um, the state of Washington and where we're from. Now, this is an interview episode, but my serial episodes will come out starting next week. So stay tuned for regular episodes of Scooby What's New Queer and Delicious. And these episodes are going to be revamped. I took down all the old episodes because I wasn't feeling the format of the last podcast. So we're revamping the content. It's getting a little spookier, getting a little bit more truthful and vulnerable. So I hope you enjoy the story as it begins again. Um, but also enjoy this interview with Shayla and Cheyenne of Paranorthwest. It was really fun to record. It's about an hour long, so you'll want to buckle up in this mystery machine as we take our tour through the Paranorthwest. Welcome, welcome, Paranorthwest. I'm so excited to have you. Um, do you guys want to introduce yourselves a little bit? Yeah, hi, I'm Cheyenne of Paranorthwest, and I'm here with my sister. I'm Shayla from the Paranorthwest. I'm so excited to have you guys here in my home. Um, but also for the podcast, um, I've been, um, missing your guys' energy, just like having the conversations, right? I don't get to have many paranormal conversations where the other person cares. Right. (laughs) I think that's how it goes. Like in public, people are like, eh, whatever. Um, especially when you're getting down to the nitty gritty of stuff, Mm -hmm. but that's why I'm excited that you're here. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you. I want to know, because there has been some changes to Paranorthwest, um, what's on the agenda? What are you guys doing? Um, plans? Any any sort of, you know? Yeah, so there was three of us. Um, now it's just Cheyenne and I. And so everything's kind of changing a little bit. We're getting a new setup. So hopefully by the end of summer, we're going to have the podcast back up and running. Mm-hmm. It'll just be us. Um, we're still kind of doing investigations here and there. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. Right now, um, we go live from time to time on our Instagram, and um, we haven't, yeah, unfortunately been putting out a lot of content, but it's going to be running back up, which That's we're really cool. stoked about. I think, like, summer is one of those times where you get a little bit of a break to create content. It seems like a... Seems like the time, and then and then like fall. I've always I've always debuted things in the fall before. Like I think Scooby last year debuted on Halloween. Oh, um, I love so that. if you guys jump on that, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, yes. It gives you time to to like think about what you guys are gonna do for the summer, um, investigation wise, travel wise, stuff like that. Because um, that's what I've been doing too is um, coming up with travel plans and investigations. I just recently got back from California. Oh, and I yeah. did the Queen Mary, and that was, <gasps> I, I, it was so fun. I am so hashtag blessed to have a best friend <laughs> who t- did that for me, and we um, explored the ship for hours. I mean, hours. We were running up and down the halls, like, recording, doing whatever we could until, like, midnight when we were about to pass out. And it was funny because Soph was like, oh, like, we should go to bed, like, on time so we can get up in the morning and not be so groggy. Um, and we were we had worn ourselves out all day that we had to go to sleep at midnight. We couldn't really walk around anymore. We were so tired. Oh um, but it was it was still creepy. Like, even though it wasn't in the wee hours of the morning, it was still creepy. Oof. I saw the pictures that you took. Oh, yeah? It was, uh, it's so unreal to me. Yeah. Like, seeing, like, the pictures and... I can't imagine how you felt. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, um, it was unreal. Yeah. Yeah. And when they first, um, started the video and like talked about, uh, like the hauntedness of the place, um, in my video, the first thing I mentioned is that there's this like overwhelming feeling of nostalgia 
And it's because, like, the ship and the people who, like, run the whole shindig, they want you to feel that. Mm-hmm. They want you to go on board and be like, oh, I'm, I'm in this era and I'm, you know, a passenger on the ship and I'm remembering all this stuff. And it forces you almost to be like that. To, like, only think about what has happened on the ship in the past. And um, it was an adventure. It was wow. It was super cool. So I've got to do that at least. That's the first thing I've done this summer. But, um... I'm also going to go on a trip to um, the Wellington ghost town. Have you guys heard of that? No. It's, yeah, me either. Gosh. Where? So this is so cool. And you guys are totally welcome to like hitch along. I, I, will, t- <laughs> I will tell you because um, it is a uh, train accident ghost town thing what? along the tracks um, up past Wenatchee on Highway 2. Okay. I did not know that's what it was called. I tried to go there last year oh, on yeah? my big trip, but there was a fire and the pass was closed. <gasps> oh, no. I, I really hope yeah. that that doesn't happen to us because we're planning to go later in the summer. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. So hopefully, like, knock on wood, that that's, like, still clear to go because um, that's, like, why we're going. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it's it's going to be exciting because it's, I think it's one of the most like tragic things that ever happened in that time period in Washington state, mm-hmm. um, killing almost a hundred people. Jeez. Super yeah. freaking haunted. Yeah. Um, I've heard some reports like that people have talked about. Um, it seems it, not, not like any like evil, it's just very like that. Um, okay. So I'll just explain what I'm trying to say. There is somebody who went into a trance because they thought that they knew somebody from the past. So, like, it's very strong, I guess is what I'm trying to say. The energy there is very strong. Like, able to put somebody into a trance. Um, That's wild to me. Because that's one of the first things I've ever heard, like, a haunting influencing a a trance like that. I've Mm -hmm. never really... Um, and she's, she wasn't from Washington. She didn't know, there was no family, like, you know, bonds or deep history in Washington. She wasn't even from there. She was just touring. And all of a sudden she's screaming about having lost someone in the train accident. And like, she was so sad. So she literally like went out of body. And I, I feel like that's, that means that the energy there is probably active, probably strong. Right. So. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You guys are going to have a blast. Yeah. How do you feel going in there, um, knowing this? Like, what are you, uh, well, do the you first feel any thing, kind of way? <laughs> the first thing is it's a, it's a, that's a hike. So I'm like a little nervous about the hike. Um, cause I'm a fat girl. So Dude. I, I'm always like, oh, Help well, that. how much am I going to like actually be energized <laughs> to do anything? Um, I'll get there though and I'll take pictures and do what I can. But I think I am, I'm so excited about all this stuff that it can't, it can't wash away the like giddiness of it for me. Yeah, I really definitely. just like feel that. Um, when, when we were on the Queen Mary and exploring that, it's really cool to talk to you guys because this is my first debrief. (laughs) Like, um, I don't, I feel like I don't get to talk, like I said, to people who seriously understand what I'm saying. But, um, when I was on the Queen Mary, I felt like an overwhelming, like giddiness, but then like it almost, once that nostalgia hit, it was like the paranormal stuff like happened. Like it was just like in line to happen for the night. Well, since we've been talking about all these places that I'm going and doing, but I wanted to know, where in the world would you want to go? That's like the whole world? Like, in the whole world. Like, if you could choose outside, like, like somebody handed you the plane ticket, the bus ticket, and it was haunted, and you got to go to that place, where would you want to go? Pavalia Island, for sure. Tell me about it. So, okay, everyone's seen the famous The Ghost Adventures. (laughs) It's so funny. I don't watch that show. Oh, oh my. Okay, this is what started Paranorthwest. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny. That's so Um. So, yeah, Pavilion Island, it is in Italy, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I'm going to be totally honest. I don't know a ton about it. Okay. Um. But it's, you have to take a boat to it. So, it's a its own island. Okay. But it's a very spooky, abandoned place. It was used, I believe, for tuberculosis. Oh, okay. Because they would wear, like, you know, the creepy, like, plague masks and all of that. But, yeah, it's it's a wild island. Like, if I could go anywhere, that would be there. It's, it's interesting, too, because I have been told by many, like, certified psychics and, like, people that do that, that I have a tie in a past life to Italy. Ooh. So, that's Truth. what's odd. Interesting. Yeah. How, why do you feel, oh my gosh... 
Ransom Riggs, okay, he's my favorite author, just so you know, it's saying something on Wikipedia about him. Oh. That he was photographing the place um, in a photo essay. He is such an interesting author. So he wrote um, the, the Peculiar... What is it called? The Peculiar... I have the other two books, but not the first one down here. Oh my gosh. Um, the Peculiar... Peculiar children. <laughs> Freak out, I'm not gonna remember. <laughs> We're all Miss prepared. Pa- I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Have you ever heard of that book? Yes. 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 He, yes. Yes. So that was that's actually like hands down one of my favorite books. He has um, an imagination and like just a way to tell a story that I've never read in anybody else. Mm. Um, plus he pairs photos with his work, which is really cool. And like people don't do that. Right. Um, so it looks like he visited the island to do a photo essay in 2010. And that's pretty cool. So there's a connection there. Weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like Ghost Adventures went there. It's saying what you're saying. Um, so that's cool. Like, that seems, that seems like a haunted, creepy, cool place to go in Italy. Yeah. Um, curious about your past life stuff. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Just so, side tangent, why not? Yeah, this is, um, it was one of the craziest experiences I've ever had. It was kind of on a whim. It was around, what, Christmas time? Yeah, probably right after Christmas. Okay. Yeah, um, Cheyenne and I got invited to go with some coworkers to see this. She's a certified psychic. Yeah, okay. There's only like eight around and okay. she is right here in Idaho. Nice. So we go and we do a group reading and we could get two questions. Ooh. And I was like, okay. So I had asked what I did in my past life. Like, what does that look like? And she went in depth. She was she, like, wow, I know. Yes. And um, I have certain traumas, mm-hmm. obviously, as everyone does, right? Yeah. And she said, there's a tie to that. So I used to be um, like a girl who was a prostitute. And my whole family got wiped out by a plague, like all my kids, my whole family. And so I was forced into prostitution in order to feed myself because I was very poor. Yeah, yeah. And um, she told me, she was like, you will be able to find the specific time in history if you go back. She said there's something with like a major plague. Huh. And so, yeah. And you think it's something related to this place? I don't know. Like the plague was at the same time? It very well could have been. So there was so many plagues, because I've done a little bit of research, there's so many plagues over there. There was the Great Plague of Italy, there was the Black Plague, Mm. there was a ton, different time periods, so I've gathered it's either between the, I'm thinking it's more about the 1600s, about the time, between then and the 1800s, so. Do you think that this is like only one of your past lives, or a more recent one? How do you think about that particular personhood? For you um she had told me that i'm an extremely old soul and i have lived more times than most people interesting and so yeah i've had over 22 lives that's crazy yeah that's crazy <laughs> I, that yeah. would be interesting to for anyone to figure out but i think yeah. like what do you feel like you've gleaned from the experience um I think there's been, since then, a ton of weird synchronicities with that. Okay. Um, Cheyenne can attest to that. I agree, yeah. So, you know, I was doing research on this. Um, a lot of it oddly correlated to some of these traumas that I have. Yeah. Um, which was kind of odd. So, I went to a healer here in town. And okay. she kind of helped a little bit with that, working with my energies and stuff. But I was just scrolling. This is the weirdest thing. I was scrolling on Facebook one day. I don't get on Facebook very much, okay? It's a horrible place. Yeah. (laughs) And this picture came up. And it was this old painting. And it didn't have any information. It just said the painter. Okay. And I was like, okay. So for whatever reason, I screenshotted it. Oh, my gosh. And I sent it to Cheyenne. And I said, there's something weird with this painting. Like, I just... It draws me in. Yeah. She found that um, the exact time period was the time dated in the 1600s when this plague happened. Wow. In Italy. And, like, just yeah. the correlation of it. Come on. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like weird. too many synchronicities yeah. to, yeah. like, wipe it away from, you know, 
Yeah, I get that. Interesting. But the author, she was a female, and she was known for um, being a feminist. And she was very, um, I hate to say this, but she was very anti, like, men. That's so funny. I, I guess. Yeah. And, yeah, she was just big on, like, women back in the day and so she would paint these like kind of like gruesome paintings wow it was bizarre Mm -hmm. i don't know that's kind of cool oh what a wild ride for you i know it totally (laughs) was yeah um well what about you cheyenne any place anywhere in the world Mm -hmm. world. um brand's castle in romania brand's castle which would be um vlad the impaler's castle something about that it's so so has so much like deathly energy connected okay. to it and oh, i remember yeah. again it was on ghost adventure <laughs> <laughs> and i just i remember watching it like i couldn't i just can't believe this you know he in his one of his rooms basically they had a shoot and that's where they would put the dead bodies like they oh would my god all the way down to the i don't even, i don't know what you would call it like a body shoot uh yeah, yeah. basically what they had Damn. That's insane. That's hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you feel about, like, the energy of a place that could be plagued with evil? Um, personally for me, I am a big boundary setter in um, the paranormal. Yeah. In my paranormal space. I make it known you're not going to do anything to me. You're not coming back with me. Yeah. And if you firmly believe in yourself, because the... These spirits, they know. You know what I mean? They can feel it. Just like animals do. Yeah. So, they know if you set that correct intention immediately, I feel like you do have that distance. But I'm also not the type to go in there and start provoking. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. very respectful when it comes to that. So, um, I would love to just feel the energy and I can't even imagine how it would be, honestly. Yeah. I feel like it would be a wild time. I feel like, I don't know, I don't know what I believe about good and evil and, like, how much of it matters, like, at the end of the day. Yeah. Because people are, I mean, unless you're really evil, like, people are pretty good and bad in all different types of ways. So, like, what you you say makes sense, to protect yourself before you even do anything. Like, that's a good practice, (laughs) like, before you go, Mm -hmm. you know, talk to anybody or do anything. So, I definitely get that. Um... I, I would say that I do the same thing. Um, I recently actually, um, I haven't told anybody this. I just recently, it happened to me. Um, I was meditating and I was doing something, um, specifically. Um, I think I was trying to do some shuffle mancy. I think I told you guys about I that. I love, I like, ever since you've told me about that, it's something, it's so interesting to me and I just love it, but I'm sorry. It's okay. No, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. I was doing shuffle mancy and <laughs> I felt this like weird feeling of being choked like someone because part of shuffle mancy part of the meditation part for me is that on the other end sometimes I imagine I'm actually like performing these songs or singing them myself okay. so that I can communicate with it but um I felt like I was being choked like I couldn't my voice like almost like my throat chakra was being like totally blocked um and I was like holy shit I've never felt that before I was, and I was just sitting in here doing what I usually do like every single freaking day. And it was just one day and I had the thought, I was like, I think something like got past my boundary, like something I didn't block mm-hmm. it or something happened. And so I immediately was like, fuck this, nothing's touching me. I came out of the session, um, like how I needed to. And I, I've done it since then. So I haven't felt it again, but it was very weird, very odd. Um, felt very, um, targeted. Definitely pay attention because it you made never me never know. It made me like it made me. It almost forced me to like think a little harder about exactly like what steps into the meditation I want to do, like when I'm performing all this stuff. So let's get into uh, our media choices from last time, because last time I interviewed you guys, I asked you what your media choices would be, and you said Hellier, and you said The Lost Boys. Yeah. Have you changed, or are you gonna? I have a feeling you're, like, somebody who would love to change. I don't... <laughs> she is. She, you know what? You're totally right. I don't she know is, what but... it would... I don't know what it would be. I'm like, Shayla, what's my insight here? <laughs> but I don't know what decision. I'm like, can you help me? Yeah. 
I mean, probably, but you watch a lot of different stuff. Like what? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Honestly, she's been on a true crime kick, so. Ooh, okay. The Lost Boys, I will say, the thing I had to say about that is, well, the question really, (laughs) why are vampires, especially teen vampires, so freaking alluring? Why do we love them so much? Theories, thoughts? It's because they have that that charisma. (laughs) That (laughs) factor. You know, just just the vampire charisma of it all. Yeah. I think when you're, like, a a teenage girl or you think back to when you were a teenage girl, you want, you want someone to want you that bad. Yeah, and the, (laughs) the personality of it, like, the, it can give off, like, the bad boy vibe. Yeah. Just the vampire feeling of it, but, yeah, I've kind of, it's been weird because I was, um... I was reading something about, like, real-life vampires, you know? Oh, nice. And how they do take donations, blood donations, basically. um, I think I recently saw something about that, too. You did? Yeah. Yeah, and it was, like, some guy had invited a reporter who he had vetted into his house to take his blood. Because the reporter wanted to know how it worked. And so, essentially, he literally, like, pokes the guy. They showed the whole thing. He, like, pokes the guy and then, like chews from his shoulder the blood and then he's like done and it was oh like oh my god like, that's crazy i think it was on um one of those william shatner shows okay. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? the unexplained yeah. yes. yes yes okay i don't know why i'm so revolved about around like vampires and like dracula <laughs> Yeah, you totally are. What's up with that? I don't know. I'm like, it's a Scorpio and me, but no, <laughs> I don't know, honestly. Uh, I don't know. I think, like, as, like, certain femme-identifying people will say that vampires, just, they're hot, they're sexy. They have that, like, thing you want when you're, like, a femme fatale, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. like Twilight. Yeah. There was, yeah. There was a whole culture built around that and now we're living in it living with the post twilight (laughs) mommies and teens and you know what's funny because cheyenne's the loca that would be about more of the werewolves so i have a what i have a jacob shirt and everything i'm so down i'm so down you know the werewolves were fun too i mean like god i don't i don't think i could get into twilight right now but yeah what about hellier yes (laughs) hellier Uh, yeah so you watched it, right? I did watch it. Um, what did it you consumed think? my life. That's what I happened. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, it changed a lot of my perspective how you said it would the last time we talked because it made me realize there's a lot more um, seriousness and groundedness and like I don't want. I don't even want to say like scientific like credibility, but almost. Yeah. That it like built something for me that I didn't know existed, which was that credibility factor. Um, the way that they film I mean, creating a documentary is one thing. Like Carl will say when you watch his like interviews and stuff that he like put together the film in his perspective really. But the way that they went about exploring it was a totally real paranormal investigation using real tools. Mm-hmm doing the scientific method as best as like they could as mm-hmm. paranormal investigators yeah. with the tools they used. So I just, it blew me away in that regard. As far as like the connection of like goblins to Indrid cold to whatever aliens, like whatever yeah. branches you want to go off into gives me the heebie jeebies. It's odd. <laughs> it's so yeah. weird. Something mm-hmm. that we really say a lot, um, is everything's so interconnected in the paranormal universe. Yeah. And it is. And I feel like that show is uh, demonstrates it really well. And yeah. in the most relatable way to other real and true uh, paranormal investigators. What do you think about that theme? Like, everything is connected. Do you have any thoughts about, like, maybe things that you've thought since watching it? Um, that maybe something just clicked to you. Is there anything like that? Because... For me, I felt like that's kind of what started happening. Things just started clicking around. Yeah, so exactly. As soon as we watched that, we started having our own weird connections to that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, because I've listened to podcasts since the season two came out. 
um, of Greg and Dana Newkirk, and they have had multiple reports of people, like, sending them emails saying that this is happening to me now. Like, what is going on with this? Interesting. Odd theory. I don't know what that's about. I don't know either. It's so encaptivating. Yeah. Like, you you said that right when we started talking about it. It's just like a the phenomena itself in like within that yeah series well and since i talked to amanda the last time i saw her she recommended me read synchronicities which is the book by that they swear by dana and um greg they swear by synchronicities i think it's mark holland and something combs yep um so i'm reading that and it's super hard like it's um super science heavy in the beginning so it's like quantum physics type shit i'm like i don't like i'm not a physicist but i can barely understand what it's saying but um it talks about the phenomena as a whole and how like historically it's been viewed um by like psychologists and i guess physicists Mm -hmm. um where i'm at with it is that it is connected to something. And I have a theory. I have, like, one theory, and I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah. I think it has something to do with the spiritual awakening. Like, it has to do with the period of time in which people are evolving spiritually. Yes. Like, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Because yep. why would, like, a massive amount of people be involved in something? I mean, other than just, like, clickbait movie type yeah. shit. but. Mm-hmm. Like, at the same time, it's influencing, like, almost everybody it touches in real ways. And so it makes me think, like, I don't know, I've had this thought for a while that something in the universe is changing. It's changing people's minds. Mm-hmm. And it's we're just evolving currently. And it feels weird. Like, it feels weird. And I think, yeah. you know, when we go online and I see people are like, um, you know, something feels weird or off today. I'm like, it's been like that. It's been sticky yeah. like mm-hmm. that for a while. So I'm curious to see how it continues, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think, too, just the way that they explain that and how you kind of start to look at things differently, just like you're saying, you're going to start to notice odd things happening. Yeah. That you it, wouldn't even notice before. Right. Yeah. You know? Because it's not like you were uh, fully aware of that. Yeah. You know, of what... It's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. That was all. It's funny, too, because um, I introduced Tellier to my sister, who is um, the cutest button in the world. I have a sister, too. <laughs> um, and she she's captivated by it in a different reason. I think it just, like, blows her mind as a person. Um, she's not really interested in the paranormal, like, as deeply as I am. But um, we ghost-busted together our dad. Because <laughs> oh. his accident spot and, like, where we grew up are very close so he, okay. he crashed on his motorcycle up the road from our house, essentially. And so we just drove up and um, stood by the memorial tree we have for him. It's just a tree with, like, a little cross mm-hmm. and flowers, like, fake flowers, so that it, the snow doesn't kill them. <laughs> um, but we ghost-busted there, and I showed her Hellier at the same time, and she started noticing things. Mm. She even said that she she went as far as to say this. She had gotten almost in a car accident the, that night that I had left her. And she said that she felt like something had changed the course of her car. That she, there was no way in hell she could have escaped, like, dying that night. But she did. And she swears, she's like, I swear I didn't do it. Like, I swear that I had no idea what to do in that moment. And my car was fine. Like, once that, like, possible collision was over. Like, she was fine. I was like, that is crazy. Like, (laughs) I don't know. These things they build, and especially I think around, I guess what I'm trying to say is that around the stories that I'm following, like, I'm doing personal journalism on my family, but the more that I get into them, the more the synchronicities happen or the more the connections seem clearer. Um, And so I know that I'm doing, like, Mm -hmm. the work I'm supposed to be doing. And I hate to say, but it's like, oh, I'm so meant to be on this path because I'm not, I'm just not that kind of like. Yeah you know flowy but it feels like it feels actually real and like tangible that Mm -hmm. that is what i'm supposed to be like discovering or something yeah um so that's that's like weird stuff that happened when we watched hellier i don't for me i think the biggest thing i can remember is i looked up one day and i saw on the wall one of the depictions of the little goblins in a collage that was already pasted to the wall i was living in because you know i was living in my friend's house um 
they did collages and left them on the wall in our room. And so the, one of the little drawings that they show in Hellier of a little goblin, it's the 1950s Yes, I know one. exactly yep. the 1950s which one you're talking one. about. It was like pasted on one of the collages. And I just like looked up and I was like, how long has that been there? And how, like, I've never seen it before. And it's all of a sudden all on the wall what? watching me. That, no, <laughs> that is mind blowing. It's weird. And I, I took a picture of it. I think I deleted it off Instagram recently, but I took a picture of it because I was like, See, it's, like, stuff like that. And Cheyenne and I are totally on the same page with everything and, like, how we feel about things. Okay. So, we go to each other a lot. But things like that, it might seem really, like, minuscule. But if you pay attention to it and you take it for what it is and not try to say, oh, it's a coincidence or whatever. Yeah. Because I feel like people do that with synchronicity. They'll say, oh, this is not not the way it is. It's just a coincidence. Mm Mm-hmm. Take it for what it is, and more things will start coming in. Yeah. It'll yeah. happen. It's so weird. You just got to trust it and just go with it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm been pretty open. I think I get more excited than anything, so I feel yeah. like that maybe, like, charges something away from me because I'm like, ah, it's so cool. But Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, well, to further that, where, where do your curiosities in the paranormal even come from? Like, I know you guys said you started with ghost adventures but do you have like a deep <laughs> a deep answer for this one like where in your heart does it set for you yeah okay i just want to say for the record we are not like ghost adventure enthusiasts no. okay, like good. we no, just no. know <laughs> okay no that's something it's, like we I make just, fun of yeah we make fun okay, of good. it yeah sure. um, not, like, super i don't know it so i don't have any i'm like i yeah. don't know what to say about it ever <laughs> yeah no i mean we started real young um we have a very spiritual background um being native american um, I think it just started when I, <laughs> this sound absolutely crazy, but just like seeing wizards, you know? Okay. <laughs> seeing wizards. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to believe you. Okay. Believe okay. You. Nothing it's, you say is going to be crazy. I'm going to say yes. Mm-hmm. I would just like see them. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not. Were, were they wizards like, uh, depicted in your, in your visualization? Like, like you said to yourself as a kid, this is a wizard, or do you think it was actually, like, a wizard? Like, I knew that, I just knew that it was a wizard. I You've physically seen it. Yes, physically, I would see them. Mul- oh, okay. mul- multiple of and, them. And, like, because when I imagine wizards, I'm thinking, like, that, I'm thinking literally Mickey in that blue outfit with the little cone head thing. Was it like that? You're seeing, um, basically, a white beard. I, they, they would come in gray. That's sick. Yeah. Um, well, the staff. I don't know how you no. felt, but I was scared. Cool. Honestly, I was yeah. a little scared, but then I basically got to know them a okay. little bit. Um, but yeah, staff, big gray beard, cloaked in gray. It's exactly how you would picture. You know what I yeah. mean? No, I think that's why it's so weird. Yeah. Because it's like, you could have said wizard to anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Because... I don't know, but the fact that it's, like, showing up to you in that way means that you're supposed to think of it in that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild to me. And then it just kind of kicked off from there. I mean, I started getting, um, like, spiritual mentors in a way, like, Mm -hmm. true spirits. Um, I just had no way to necessarily shut any of my, shut it out. I didn't know how to shut it off or turn it off, um. And then I'm, I was finally able to learn how to deal with it in a way where I can set my own boundaries, which obviously I wasn't capable of as a yeah. child. You have to learn to do that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So we would just go to the graveyard, the boneyard, you know, like to <laughs> yeah. visit family and stuff. And she'd just be like freaking out because all these wizard looking things were all over and nobody else could see them. Oh, yeah. But come to find out they're actually, it's a real thing. Okay. And they're, they're called the wise ones. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? They are like dimensional spirits that are really, really old. Wow. They're the Very, really yeah. ancient ones. And they were just like watching over you? I, or were I, they teaching you? You know, like. So when I used to see them, it was like um, almost they were not guarding, but like on guard in the graveyards. Interesting. Like walking around. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really cool, a cool occurrence. <laughs> I, 
I'm blown away. I don't know what to say. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's it's different, but it's um unique in that like, well, first of all, you have a cool story. Well, thank you. <laughs> like I I don't know. Like I can't say that I've seen anything like in particular like that. I know, and I I have never met another person that has had this experience. Well, I I've I've met one. He was a crazy man, um, but <laughs> like another person that is relatable to yeah. me fully. Yeah. I've had these experiences um, only in psychosis where I have seen things very specifically. And like I think I've said many a times, like in psychosis, you I explain this to Amanda in this way that you, if she thinks of like the paranormal emotive touch point as like a button of clear communication, psychosis is like a state of mind in which you're holding down the button and you're always in communication. Right. Like you can't really shut it off because your boundaries are not there. Your risk assessment's not there. Anything that grounds or holds you um, sort of uh, responsible isn't going to be there. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's, it's weird because this is what led me to do it. I, I saw some stuff. I was like, I don't, I cannot explain this and I can't explain it. Not just because I know I'm in psychosis, but because even if I was out of it, I couldn't ignore that. Like I couldn't right. ignore what that ha- like that, that had happened to me. Um, one of the things was like, I saw my, um, deceased cat, Neville, um, <laughs> my old son, my old best boy. Um, he like ran across my legs and, I'd never seen that before, like, ever even imagined it. Um, and I just, like, saw, and I, like, kept looking for him, and he just disappeared. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe it was one of these guys. And they were, like, yeah. nowhere to be found. <laughs> you know? Like, I was, like, wild. Um, uh, then there was this other entity, um, and I am not entirely sure what to name it, but it was there very often, and it was a dark figure um it liked to be associated with death and grief but it wasn't scary yeah he's just gonna try (laughs) yeah it wasn't scary and I um it almost seemed like when I met it it was giving me some sort of information like it just wanted to communicate um and so I would I would communicate with it even if um even in psychosis when I knew because I was coming out the whole time I was so hard to say but I was um hospitalized then given like an amount of drugs to take to come out of it so during the, it takes a long time though like it's it's not like a week it's like a couple months mm-hmm. um so oh you, my god yeah so for I mean I began psychosis in May of last year I wasn't really out until probably July or August um fully I, there'd be moments where like like eight hours I was fine and then yeah. for four hours I was not fine and then it, it just cycle like that kind of. And, and that's just how the drugs have to work to get you down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but in those like moments where I'm coming out and there's like the four hours of where I'm like not fine, I'm still communicating with this thing. And I'm like, what the, like, <laughs> I can't make up this stuff. But like, it felt important at the time. And it essentially gave me the job of doing all of this. Without it, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So I can't, like, I can't tell you what I definitively thought it was or why it was there. Um, but things interact with us, so that's crazy. Have you seen any of it since? The same thing? So I get pretty close in meditations yeah, and in dreams. Um, I was actually going to say, too, this is kind of a side tangent, but this, this morning I had an incredible nightmare that felt so real um, like I was there. And I... <laughs> I constantly have these because of the PTSD from psychosis that it almost like latches on. But in those moments where I'm a little bit lucid is when it gets a little bit more creepy because I'm trying to wake up. I'm trying to come out of what I know is a nightmare, but then I start interacting with things. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, but I've been practicing, like I've been practicing mediumship and like the different divination tools I am familiar with using and trying to hone it. So if I wanted to, contact something more directly like I'm trying to do that I know that it sounds like it's it feels weird to talk about and it like you want to say I know I sound crazy and it's like no like I think that's because people would say that's taboo and like that is like mentally insane yeah but it's not yeah 
Well, especially when I know I can go insane and like what the differences are to me. Like I am in total control of my behavior and my thoughts and patterns right now. I don't feel out of control, but I still believe these things to be somewhat true. Mm -hmm. I think we kind of talked about this before and I don't want you to take offense to this. I won't. I'm an open book. But like, is there a difference like between that and like... You know what I mean? Because, and the reason I say this is because people that are really um, intuitive, they, you know, a lot of them have mental, mental illness. Issues. Yeah, mental issues, definitely. Different things going on. And I've always wondered that. Like, is it? Or, how, like, how do you know? So, one of the things that I, like, have to reel myself in, like, very heavily about in mental health is that it is a condition of the state of our world mixed with the nurturing factor of like our environment and family. Mm -hmm. So that's like one big factor of mental health that actually contributes to how it goes wrong. Capitalism itself is like a sole contributor to a lot of people's mental health because money Mm -hmm. changes how you see your future Mm -hmm. essentially. And like that can unhinge you (laughs) like, um, so, I mean, that was what was going on with me at the time, but I see where you're coming from because I also have experienced like I will go online on like Reddit and I'll be and I'll look around and I'll be looking for um, accounts that people will post that are similar to mine. They'll say, I'm in psychosis. I just saw something wild. What the hell is going on here? And I answer them and I say, first of all, you probably should get some help because like if you're in psychosis, you definitely need to cure that first. Yeah. But then, like, write down everything. Like, write it down. Right. Yeah. If you can record what you're experiencing, you are much more able later to suss out what exactly you were talking about. Because people in psychosis and mania, they're talking so fast, you can't (laughs) can't keep up with it. They can't even keep up with their own thoughts. But um, I think there is a connection to, like, at least the way our brain is hardwired. Mm -hmm. Um to connect with the other side, the veil, whatever it is. I think genuinely that when I went through the second time of psychosis, that that hardwiring changed fundamentally, Mm -hmm. meaning that the, whatever synapses fire, like they're firing different now than they had ever before in my life. And that's what brings me to all of this. Like the story about my family, even because my family has a really long history with mental illness and alcoholism. Mm -hmm. And like, I remember you guys last time told me too. You were yep. like, alcohol spirits. And I was like, damn, yep. what a weird mm. thing to think about. I And the reason I ask is because I wonder if there is something to where, yeah, like when you're saying like, say you're in psychosis and something happens and then like you are able to to see what's behind the veil. Is that yeah. like, what, you know what I mean? Like, I are they this attracted is... to that because you're vulnerable? Well, so I will say that I don't see as much as I hear, actually. I'm more, what they say, clairaudient. Like, I can hear it. Like, it's almost like um, somebody's in another room having a conversation, but I have direct access to that conversation. Um, so that's what a lot of the time it actually come up as. One time I thought I was hallucinating. I This one, I don't know what to think about it, but I, I got really scared... Um, because I was overhearing this conversation and I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? And it seemed like a higher plane of existence and there was a conversation and they were talking about me. And because I was so scared and vulnerable in that moment, I was like, I was like, I don't want to engage with it. I was like, I don't want to engage with what I'm hearing. And, um, and then it like shuts off, like just radio silence and just like a buzz in my ear. I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, I don't, I don't know if it was like... The mental health, the medication, I don't know. There's no way for me to, like, actually be sure. Right. Because because I was so scared in that moment, it leads me to think, like, I was more vulnerable to my own emotions, too. Just as much as, like, anything else. Yeah. So, it's hard. But when I am Mm -hmm. of sound mind, like, my mediumship comes through my ears. Like, I can hear shit. Yeah. (laughs) So. I've been on the same exact... I don't know, topic these last couple days with Shayla about am I not like seriously needing mental like am I disassociating so hard or is my spirit just leaving leaving my body and when do you when do you feel this 
I can be, I can literally just be sitting on my couch. I can just, so like what, a couple weeks ago, like this, and it wasn't even dramatic or anything like that. Like me and my ex-boyfriend mutually broke up. Okay. And it wasn't, no, it was mutual. It wasn't even anything bad. And he's, he's like, let's say sitting there. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here. It's almost like I saw my spirit walk across and watch this. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, this feels very full circle. Huh. And so I've just been, I've been just been disassociating really hard. And I have realizing, realizing it now, I did that when I was super little. Yeah. But I would ask, like, disassociating questions. Like, who am I? Yeah. Um, Existentialism that forces me sort of out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, this is something I also kind of want to research and find out more about. Disassociating is hard. I don't feature it as my mental health as much as I feature it with the way I feel about my gender. Mm-hmm. Um, that can actually make you disassociate because when you're dissociating from your body, when you don't feel good right. about the way your body mixes with your image of gender, that can literally force you apart. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I don't know, it's hard to say because it does almost feel like an out-of-body experience when it does happen. Yeah. So it's very hard to suss out, I would say. That would be like, a hard one to, to mm-hmm. like, directly know, too. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I genuinely, when I hear about these things, want to say like, make sure that you're well balanced in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like if you're, if you're going to go on the journey of, of also exploring your spirit, you should probably also at the same time explore like the healing aspect. You know, you don't have to go to the doctor, like whatever healing journey you have to take with it, you take it, you know? Yeah. And I tried to tell Shayla, like I can feel it within my bones. Not, mm. like, in my body, like, I have a stomach ache. It's, like, kind of that same feeling, you know, when you're sitting for a long time and you have to get up and you're just like, oh, my God, I have to get up. Yeah. You know? That's how my bones feel, and I feel it in my legs and in my shoulders. Huh. And I... Weird. <laughs> is, like, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but no. there is just something with a correlation we're maybe thinking, because when she was younger, she was saying that this these things kind of started developing. Yeah. But that's also at the same time she started seeing spirits. Yeah. I don't know. It's so, just a thought. I know. It's, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so interesting that you just happened to bring that up. Um, I'm always bringing it up because I am passionate about the connection. I think there's a connection here. I just don't know what it is. I don't know right. how to be so... I guess, you know, the only thing I really could do is just keep interviewing folks and see what they say. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, there's nothing else, like, I can do about this. But, right. like, that may be something. Just seeing what other people have experienced and if there's, like, congruencies in their experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds like there are. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's making my brain hurt. <laughs> That's a lot. In a good way. Yeah. <laughs> um... So funny. I even have that as a question. What connections do you think the paranormal spiritual has with mental health? It's oh, so weird. funny. <laughs> I don't even remember writing that question. We've had a weird uh, draw to this uh, <laughs> yeah, today. I don't. We I were know. supposed to see you today, Lou. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's let's turn this um, to the Pacific Northwest then. What do you think of the energy in the Pacific Northwest, Eastern Washington, anywhere that you've been, and? What exists here that maybe makes it unique or, like, just paranormal? You know what I mean? Like, to me, it could go either way. That everywhere is paranormal, naturally, because it's just another part of our world. But then it feels like there are places that pull you a little more. And the Pacific Northwest feels like that, but I just didn't know. Maybe if you guys had some other thoughts on it. I feel like paranormality is everywhere, but I feel like it is especially a hotbed in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. Whether it be, you know, the big hairy guy, the, the ETs, mm-hmm. the spirits. I don't know if it's because we are surrounded by so much nature and that creates so much energy. And so much water. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, that's a conductor. Um, if, I don't know. There is a feeling to the Northwest. Um, and not just in Spokane, like, I mean, you go to the west side of Washington and you're feeling it wild. Yeah, Yeah. you're feeling it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I do think it's a hot spot. 
agree. Do, do you think that there's something that influences that? Like, if you could guess. I would honestly, I'd probably say all of the open space. The open space? Yeah. That's a theory. Yeah, mm-hmm. and because if you look at all of the trees and all of the space that we have that is, you know, there's not houses built there, there's not roads there, and it's just forest. Like, mm-hmm. that is somewhere that we always go to to investigate because it is, it's different there. Mm. Yeah, it is it is different. The vibes are different from, let's say, just like an old abandoned hospital. You know what I mean? Um, it's nature is pure in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, di- just a different kind of a feeling. You don't know necessarily what you're going to be investigating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Like, w- uh, one of the things that happened to me was I went to Lake Fernan or Fernan Lake um, in Coeur d'Alene mm-hmm. Ghost busting my dad. It was like a beautiful day. Nothing was happening. Nothing was really... He wasn't coming through. But then at the very end, I start getting this like old energy. It says... The spirit box says old. And then it said um, at the very end of my video, it says lichen, which is another word for werewolf. And I was like, what? Oh. And I, end, I ended it because I, was, I wasn't I was getting much like around that. Um, and we, we weren't staying there for very long like, mm-hmm. in the investigation, but... We left, and so I was listening to this footage later, and I was like, that says lichen. Like, it doesn't, like, the caption reader, when I put it on social media, read my turn. Like, the words my turn. Mm. And I was like, mm, no, I'm hearing lichen. Like, I'm hearing the L. I'm hearing the whole word. I'm not hearing my turn. They sound different to me. And so um, I thought it was so interesting to just get that little tidbit at the end of my spirit box and I was like I'm going back and asking the werewolf mm-hmm. some questions because now I have like at least a direction mm-hmm. to go I know what might be there versus um like hey dad it's me Lou are you yeah. there yeah <laughs> so. see and most people like we use the spirit box for everything we have been able to contact the ETs through it that's broken our spirit uh, box several times several times yeah. it will and yeah I mean, there's so many different things like elementals and, you know, stuff like that. Just, yeah, Um, other than spirits. Something that I really liked when we investigated with Amanda or Pretty If If and Spooky, um, we did a little bit of a uh, session and we talked to our higher selves. Oh, okay. That is so cool. Why haven't I done that before? Yeah. You know. So, yeah, you can use the spirit box for... Yeah, I, I want a real one. I have an app. And it works just the same. Like, literally, to, to me, it yields the same results as Spirit Box would. Um, it was just $4 instead of, like, 90 Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. They're cool. I'll yeah. say, that's, like, one of the best pieces of equipment. It's so cool. Yeah. I We're going to the Wellington um, Ghost Town, and I'm going to get a Spirit Box before we go. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So I'm really excited. Oh, I'm excited for you. You know, I'm excited <laughs> Thank for you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, I would go ahead and end this podcast. I think this was really fun. Do you guys have any final notes? I don't think so. This was a fun episode. Yeah. We yeah. should do this more often. Yeah. I know. Anytime. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you guys for being on. Thank, thank you for you. inviting us. <laughs> no problem. 